Hi, listeners. I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts and community leaders to help raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about mental health and well being topics. Today, we are delighted to welcome Dr. Beverly Durden of Raven's Nest Foundation to our program. Dr. Durden, welcome, and please share a little bit about yourself with our listeners. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be with you, Miss Irene, and thank you so much for asking me. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just a regular little old girl from uh, <laughs> Watts, California. I was raised <laughs> in South Central LA. Wow. Uh, the ten- oh yeah. Yeah, the that's time a when- yeah, place that I'm old enough to remember. Yes, yes. absolutely. And during that time, uh, we were actually our family was actually the second family of color to um, to purchase in that area. Well, things have changed quite a bit, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, went to UCLA and uh, went to several colleges in um, in the in California, and um, received my master's in public health and my doctorate in social science, and struck out to uh, save the world, but uh, I had to learn very quickly that the world did not want to be saved. <laughs> so I, I um, began to uh, embark on a, on a, a personal study. Um, I became a, a licensed minister and began to preach all over the world. And, and um, in, in that met so many folks who were hurting and and uh, had so many issues that I thought because you lived right or you had everything that this world is important, mm-hmm. the money, the, the, uh, the prestige, the fame, the, yeah. the, fame the, the education. I thought that all of that left you immune to life's issues. And I learned very quickly as a young woman in my early 30s that that was not so. And I began to develop programs that would uh, address the, the issues of life. And one of those programs was um, a, a program for uh, struggling parents who could not at the time identify what the, uh, how their children expressed uh, anger and frustration and unresolved trauma Mm-hmm. And uh, it was called the Perry Project, Perry Natal Education Resource Intervention for particularly for parents who were not um, intellectually on target. Mm-hmm. They themselves had had some some issues, did that for many, many years. And um, uh, because I was had sworn my life to uh, public health, uh, my uh, the background was always in everything I did, the background was always to protect the health of the public. Mm-hmm. And that's what public health technicians do. That's right. what, that's, that's what so- social scientists do. And I was blessed to be able to go uh, several places to uh, share that, that particular edict. And met in my, in my travels, met uh, the CEO and founder of Raven's Nest. Okay. Foundation. I was actually the uh, director of outreach, community outreach for uh, Peach State Health Insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Miss uh, Shelby, uh, who I call 
<laughs> Miss Shelby, she was one of our providers. And I met her about 15 years ago. And when I decided to retire, I've been working uh, with agencies in their outreach, community outreach, uh, that were what I thought would be responsive and res res um, respectful for uh, communities of color, mm -hmm. particularly in the area of behavioral health and mental health. Mm -hmm. It's been my belief, and, and, and the studies have proven and shown that folks in the uh, black, brown, and, and communities of color have a stigma against mental health. Uh, a lot of it is because many of the religious entities have decided that uh, you, mental health- That can't co coexist with faith. No, it can't. It, and yeah. and, it, and that, that's why I, uh, as a minister of the gospel and as uh, a uh, mental health specialist and a, a behavioral health specialist, a science, social scientist, that's why I try to merge all three mm -hmm. because I know uh, better than anyone that I see the outcome. I see the, the uh, product of uh, negating the fact that mental health is a part of health. health. Right. A, it, it, when our, our mental health should matter. And as a matter of fact, we are in the process of launching our my Mental Health Matters initiative, an initiative that was created and founded by our CEO, Ms. Shelby Green. Wonderful. And uh, we well, are going to launch that probably in early fall. Okay. Well, let's, we'll, we'll talk more about that for yes. sure. Yes. But I want to say how fortunate we are that your journeys have taken or brought you to Georgia all the way from California, all the Thank way you. around the world. <laughs> I'm going to say, Beverly, that you actually are changing the world <laughs> still and making it a better place, even in your uh, air quote retirement years. So <laughs> Thank um, you. So you have mentioned Raven's Nest Foundation, and I think it is just a undiscovered treasure and resource right here in Cobb County. Can you talk a little bit more about what Raven's Nest Foundation does? Who do you serve? Who benefits? Um, that sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. You know, Raven's Nest Foundation started um, as a dream, a vision of Miss Shelby. Mm -hmm. And what she really kind of wanted to do is she was in corporate world. And what she really wanted to do was to encourage young African-American boys to become young uh, African-American uh, men mm -hmm. with the resources that our counterparts had. And so she said, you know, they just need a little guidance. Well, that little guidance of three or four or five young men uh, ended up being we now have a clientele of over 300. Wow. And it kind of mushroomed into the fact that Miss Shelby understood that the kids really mimic what they see. Mm -hmm. And my dad, who was the best father in the whole wide world, I don't care what anybody says <laughs> about their daddy. My daddy was the best in the whole wide world, but daddy only had a third grade education. And one thing that he always told us was that what you want out of life is directly related to what you know is available. Mm -hmm. So Miss Shelby, many, many years later, she began to cultivate that vision and it mushroomed and 
uh, grew into what Raven's Nest Foundation is. Our goal is to de-stick mental health by providing excellent mental health services to folk who are the lost, the least, and the left out. Mm. Uh, what we're seeing these days is that many of our clients are experiencing issues that relate to unresolved trauma. And that that's ADHD and, and uh, suicidal ideations and mm -hmm. uh, depression and, yeah. and all of that. And those kinds of diagnosis really render you ineffective in the world. Yeah. You can't, you can't partake of the resources that are available to you. You, you, you have such a, a, um, a sense of loss and devalue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what we, our mission is to turn that thing around and to make mental health and behavioral health just a, as much a part of your entire health picture mm -hmm. as physical health is. Uh, there was a time when, when tuberculosis was stigmatized and folks wouldn't tell you when, when they had had tuberculosis or someone in the family had tuberculosis and, and they had these special places where they put them and all yeah. that kind of thing. Well, that only kept TB productive. It kept TB uh, uh, growing mm -hmm. because if you stigmatize it, then no one knew you had it and yeah. it was very infectious. Well, that's the same way with mental health. Yeah. <laughs> really? If no, you know, and, and our belief is that everybody had an Uncle Junior. Everybody had an Uncle Junior. And Uncle Junior was the one who, uh, when folks came to your house, you said, don't pay Uncle Junior any attention mm -hmm. because, you know, he may say anything and may do anything. Yeah. Well, Uncle Junior was typically experiencing either a psychotic break or he was very depressed mm -hmm. or he was manic -y or, mm -hmm. or what, but we stigmatized it yeah. because we didn't want anybody to believe that, first of all, we had the kind of genes that produced this kind of person. Person, yeah. And so uh, we never got Uncle Junior any help. Help, mm-hmm. You know, now if Uncle Junior uh, had high blood pressure or a heart condition, he'd have been at the cardiologist uh, quick and fast and in a hurry. Sure, but sure. But because he had a mental health issue, it was uh, not talked about. And Uncle Junior stayed in, in the uh, uh, other room mm -hmm. when the whole family came. Yeah. And so uh, what our aim is with our children, uh, our clients who are experiencing uh, ADHD and depression and, 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 and manic behaviors and suicidal ideation, mm -hmm. ideations and those kinds of things, those diagnoses, when, when they're experiencing that, we want you to get help. Yeah. Raymond's Nest is just here for the community. We okay. want to prove to the community that there is an opportunity sitting right in your backyard mm -hmm. with folks who understand you that can help. Yeah. And we want our young folks to understand that there is absolutely nothing wrong with being uh, having a mental health issue. Right. I mean, the research shows how prevalent trauma, specifically adverse childhood experiences, which Absolutely. We, we know addresses only a portion of trauma, but we really know how prevalent that is 
here, not only here in Georgia, but across our country and now really across the world with the pandemic, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And what we're seeing, the real uh, uh, original pandemic is mental illness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so what we're seeing is, is the fallout these mass shootings and 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 uh, the issues that we're experiencing with our children and our young folk who who have feel as if there's absolutely no consequence to to um, gun violence, gun and violence, crime, and, and all. And, yeah, and, yeah, it's fighting. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so uh, we know that unresolved trauma in childhood, uh, particularly unresolved childhood trauma, trauma. Mm-hmm. causes a myriad of mental illness yeah. that when we recognize it, even in ourselves, if it's okay, we can go get help mm-hmm. and help is available. Yeah. We, yeah. we accept all insurances. Okay. We don't accept Peach State any longer, but we accept most insurances. And then we also have a sliding scale. Okay. So, um, there's an opportunity for everybody. Everybody. To get, yeah. To, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. Well, Dr. Durden, you mentioned your new initiative, My Mental Health Matters. And I can tell that you all and the entire Raven's Nest team is very excited about that. So can you share a little bit more about that? Oh, yes, we are excited. I, I, and, and if you can see, see me, you can see that I'm grinning from ear to ear. Um, the reason we're so excited about this initiative is because it's becoming its own and it's getting its own momentum. Um, My Mental Health Matters initiative is an initiative that we're going to launch with our high schoolers first. Okay. And we have adopted Lithia Springs High School. Uh, the principal, uh, Mr. Travis Joshua, has been so gracious in allowing us to uh, launch it there. We're going to start with a symposium that is actually threefold. The symposium will take uh, opportunity, this opportunity to share with the students. If you see something, say something. Ah. If you know that your your friend is experiencing um, these types of, of issues, mm-hmm. uh, have they stopped talking? Mm-hmm. Are they uh, become a recluse? Mm-hmm. Are they uh, depressed? This is how you recognize it. Yeah. Uh, say something. Then we're going to teach our guidance t- counselors how to refer out. Uh, we're also going to teach our students, I mean, I'm, our teachers, I'm sorry, how to recognize um, the symptoms of mental illness. Okay. We have become so desensitized to what young folk go through, children go through, teenagers go through. We say, oh, you know, that's just being a teenager. That's just being a teenager. He's 17 years old. And that's what 17 year old boys do. No, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it is not. We're also going going to parallel our um, teaching and facilitation with our parent group, uh, the Parent Teachers Association so that we can get to parents involved. So parents can recognize when your student, your child is acting um, in a way that is not um, the norm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't use the word, the abnormal, yeah. because if they've been doing it for their entire life, it's normal to them. Them, yeah, they're, yeah, they're normal yeah. as somebody else's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. absolutely. But, but the fallout of their uh, uh, issues affects everybody around them. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get to the core. 
Yeah. So we're excited. We're oh, excited. absolutely. And I find that that's a question that parents and caregivers ask a lot. When should I be concerned? Yes, there is such a thing as teenage moodiness or whatever you yes. want to call it. Yes. The, the hormones are surging. The body is going through a lot of changes. But when is that not normal? Um, and you've mentioned some of the things like, you know, withdrawing from activities. Yes. Um, being a recluse, a big drop in or a big change in grades could go either way, right? Absolutely. And a student all of a sudden starts failing or a less than average student all of a sudden starts really focusing and paying attention. There's so many things, but I think that that's a age old question that parents and caregivers often seek answers to. Absolutely. And the main thing that I tell parents is anything that is out of the norm for your child. Yeah, okay. Something as simple as their eating habits. Mm -hmm. If you have a child who has a healthy appetite, mm -hmm. always, mm -hmm. and they suddenly stop eating, mm -hmm. then that's a red flag. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they have, they're constantly concerned, they are obsessing over uh, an issue of life, their weight, mm -hmm. uh, their looks, their uh, interaction with friends, uh, then that's an issue of concern. Mm -hmm. Parents need to act first, question later. I would rather have a parent come to us and say their child is experiencing, um, they believe that their child is depressed and we find out the child is not depressed that it is one of those mood swings that mm -hmm. they get at 16 or 15 years old. I'd rather us experience that than for the mother or the parent to wait until the child is so depressed yes. that we have to um, develop a, a, a plan mm -hmm. to uh, work out what it is that the child is, is experiencing. So um, we, we have to first of all, determine that the, that the child is well. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do a, a wellness check mm -hmm. um, and destigmatize it because we cannot treat anyone if they're not, uh, if they don't understand that the treatment is necessary. Mm -hmm. it, it, it must be necessary. Sure, absolutely. Um, Dr. Jordan, we've talked about trauma. Um, and as you were speaking, I was thinking about one of the ladies that I train with who spent many years in the, as a probation officer for the juvenile court system here in Cobb County. And she has a saying that what goes in must come out and boy, it can come out right. And also oh, the different behaviors, but I wonder, um, can you tell us about the folks, the children and the families that Raven's Nest Foundation is serving, um, I'll call it post-pandemic, even though we're still really going through it, but any big changes or shifts in mental health conditions presenting themselves in 2022 versus 2018, 19, you know, oh, pre-pandemic pre and, and what are those? Absolutely. Um, although the crux of most of our issues is unresolved trauma, trauma. Okay. We, it shows up in severe depression. During the mm. pandemic, people ha had no outlets. Mm -hmm. Whatever we used to 
um, to excise our um, depression and, mm-hmm. our, and our panic. We didn't have it anymore. Yeah. Uh, because those things were, were taken away from us. And so we began to act out. We began to, to, to see depression and, and manic uh, behaviors uh, manifest themselves. Mm-hmm. And so in, in, in our younger age, so that our um, ages began to shift from adult to adolescent. And most of our patients now, most of our clients are, are adolescents. And most of our um, experiences with our clients that we've already uh, discharged, mm-hmm. they're coming back oh, because wow. the, um, the, the influence uh, has been just traumatic to, mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, you know, um, there's been so many loss, so much loss of life uh, and uh, um, lifestyle yeah. that our adolescents are experiencing that. Mm-hmm. And so whatever it is that they had learned to manage before, they don't have those have skills any, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we know that the pandemic has had an outsized impact on communities of color. Absolutely. Um, due to all kinds of social structures uh, or social constructs, I should say, um, access, um, so many things, but that absolutely. Impact, and, yeah. we, and there was a time when we relied heavily on our spiritual experience, that, yes. that spiritual community. Well, well, when those doors were shut yeah, and you didn't have that spiritual community, uh, you know, you had it by Zoom and you had it in other ways, but we were taught um, populations of color, communities of color, we were taught that face-to-face um, experience is what allowed you to excise your uh, demons, the, <laughs> the, the, the things that 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 plagued you. Mm-hmm. And, but when those those uh, avenues were closed to us, um, and the interaction was no longer available, then we turned inward. Yeah, yeah. And much of us, m- most most of the um, a lot of the adolescent population began to self harm again mm, yeah uh, once they had been treated and had learned new opportunities to ex- express themselves they turned inward again and began mm-hmm. to self-harm mm-hmm. listening to that tape in, absolutely. in their head absolutely without, yeah um to what age do you all provide services is it beyond well, 18 or beyond 26 oh it's it's the youngest client we have now is four years old Oh, that breaks my heart, but makes me happy also that you all are there for that four-year-old. Absolutely. And the problem here, though, is that, I mean, I I rejoice that that, uh, we got the baby at four years old. Mm -hmm. That means that usually therapy in that regard, there's going to be a long-term situation um, and we have a lot of work ahead of us, Mm -hmm. but that means that we got him early. Yeah. Four years old. Right. But the flip side of that is what does a four year old have to worry about? I know they should just be playing in the sandbox. Absolutely. And that that baby has enough trauma in their life and their poor little four years that uh, some of us have not seen in the 72 years that yeah. I've been alive. Wow. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you know? Wow. So, and, and yet these are the 
um, folks who will be in our communities, right? That's why Absolutely. it's so important to have people like you who are still looking to change the world or at least their corner of the world. Absolutely. And <laughs> at we're, all we're so grateful for, for Raven's Nest that Raven's Nest um, is, is actually Georgia wide, although we concentrate on certain target populations. We are statewide because we have our telehealth uh, model. Okay. Which is which is wonderful, and it we can, is. Yes, we can we can service people all over. Great. Well, how can people find out about you then? Well, you know, go to the these, website. The, yeah, the, we have a website, and it's um, uh, www.ravensnestinc.org. Okay. And our telephone number is seven seven zero eight one nine six eight two five. Okay. My direct line is 404-307-3721. All right. We have a number of therapists that are specialists in various degrees of mental illness and um, uh, behavioral health and mental health. And we have specialists who specialize in adolescent health and um, childhood trauma, mm -hmm. um, depression. We... All of them are trained, mm -hmm. licensed, and certified. Okay. And so well-experienced. Absolutely. Um, I don't mean for this to be an awkward question, but I'm just going to ask it. Do you treat people who are Caucasian? Or <laughs> Absolutely. Is, it, <laughs> is, is everyone yes. of color? Yeah, everyone. Uh, we, okay. we treat everybody. Okay. Um, we are particularly cognizant of the fact that the communities of color have been uh, either mistreated mm -hmm. or not treated. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have, every community has a specific element of mental illness that is peculiar to them. Mm -hmm. And so um, we are cognizant of that. Okay. But yes, we treat everyone. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Well, and I get with your statewide presence, I mean, telehealth will be a permanent part of your services going forward. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. Great. Absolutely. Um, well, Dr. Durden, as our time draws to a close, is there anything that we didn't talk about that we should have or that you wanted to speak specifically to? Well, I do want to encourage professionals who have an opportunity in the mental health field and behavioral health field, I want to encourage them to become partners with our trainees, those who um, are in the colleges in and around you who are uh, seeking to have uh, professions in the field of mental health and behavioral health. Teach them, train them how to be compassionate and caring uh, providers. Not that they're not, but this is that's the perfect opportunity to train them in that regard. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Dr. Durden, such a pleasure to spend time with you today to explore these issues of trauma, mental health, um, the, the impact of those on our neighbors of color, on our communities of color, and what Raven's Nest Foundation is doing to boost resiliency and promote awareness of that. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you. 
Dr. Durden is the business development manager of Raven's Nest Foundation, which is located in Austell, right here in Cobb County, but as she mentioned, does have a statewide presence. And listeners, we thank you for tuning in today. To be sure that you don't miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our Mind Your Mind Speaks podcast. And also, please leave us a review on Apple. Until next time, remember, there is no health without mental health. Please mind your mind and keep an eye on the loved ones in your lives.